Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm conscious of every day now. I'm, I'm writing about every day. So you know, what I've done, how I'm feeling today, whether I'm feeling good, excited, sad, whatever it is, just write about how you feel. Yeah, I just felt like it helped me because when you're a mess or when I'm a mess or when I'm sort of in a bad place when and you're sort of, the days just fly by and it'll just be like drinking and just being busy and not even acknowledging the actual days. With the journaling, it's like, cool, I'm like aware of every single day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Balancing Acts. In this conversation, I talk to comedian and actor Will Robbins. Hi, this is Steve Whiteley, comedian, actor, filmmaker and writer, all-round ADHD creative. And welcome to my new podcast, Balancing Acts, where I talk to an array of creatives ranging from comedians, actors, directors, all sorts. And we talk about how they find a sense of balance or not between their creative lives and their everyday lives and how that has an impact on their mental health and beyond. Balancing Acts is made in association with the comedy crowd who support independent comedy creators. They showcase the best new videos on ComedyCrowdTV.com and across media platforms. They support independent comedy creators and showcase the best new videos, including adult animation, sketch shows, web series, viral hits, and lots more. So if you're a creator, then do check them out. Will recently reached the final of the Brighton Comedia New Comedian of the Year final. And at that final... Uh, Steve Bennett from Chortle, a very well-known comedy uh, publication website, gave him a very positive review. I'm just going to quote some of uh, that review here. A pro-quality act and know-it-all wisecracker with masterful timing and perfectly acted detail. So to uh, receive those words from Steve Bennett, as, as some people listening might know, is is no small feat. Will also writes and stars alongside his comedy partner in crime, Ben Cohen, on their Instagram sketches, and recently starred in Comedy Central's Transaction. This is what I love about having these kind of conversations. Like, Will and I, as you'll hear, we met each other early doors in our stand-up careers, in the early days of the open mic circuit for, for both of us. And, you know, we've hung out like a fair bit, but a lot of what we discussed, such as like him moving from Somerset to London and the details surrounding that and just, you know, a lot that you you don't find out about sort of like when you're having sort of either like brief banter chats pre or post gig or, or just sort of hanging out. So it was great to sort of go in deep with Will. We talked about loads of things, covered loads of ground, him moving in with Ben earlier in the year and their creative partnership blossoming and how that led to them creating consistently loads of sketches on Instagram, which are super funny. Uh, definitely go and check them out. And we talk about the advantages of, of collaborating and, and making things with somebody else rather than sort of doing it sort of solitary on your own. Will also describes how having an hallucinogenic trip changed his view and almost outlook on and, and approach on, on life, really, uh, for the better. So we talk about that. Uh, he describes how he once agreed to get a tattoo as a best man and then the groom 
decided not to get married. So he didn't keep to his lifelong commitment, but Will did. We also talk about Will's former life working in the music industry, how he got into stand-up and the struggles that come with the early days you know, of, of starting off in, in, in comedy and the obsession of wanting to gig every night and get better. He breaks down the experience of acting in Transaction, the Comedy Central series, and the challenges of having to stick to the script when you know he's, he wants to improvise, something he really enjoys doing. Will also breaks down his new daily 30-30-30 ritual of journaling, stretching, and meditating, and explains the positive impact it's had on him since he's incorporated it as part of his daily routine. We discuss the benefits of introducing self-discipline into your life and and he also talks about like talents such as Pete Doherty, who he kind of, you know, came across in the music industry, who he thinks like a rarity, like completely out of control. But when it comes to sort of doing their thing, you know, performing on stage is always on point. But that's sort of like one of the few. And that's why we were talking about why discipline is so important and how actually it can help your creativity flourish. We talk about our love for silly comedy and how that's influenced Will and the sketches he started to make on Instagram. We also talk about his first job as a runner at BBC Entertainment Commissioning Department, which made Live at the Apollo. And he also describes his experience of being a researcher on Russell Howe's Good News. And he also tells a great story about how everything went full circle and he recently bumped into Russell Howard, who congratulated Will on his review in Chortle. We talk about the satisfaction that comes with seeing through and finishing a creative project, but also the fear that comes with it. You know, once you've made it and you start questioning whether it's any good and and the longer you leave it before you put it out, the more that fear builds up. Will also breaks down his writing process for sketches and explains why dialogue on Instagram doesn't really work. There's loads here. This was a really great chat. This is a great one. If you think about getting into stand-up comedy or if you're, you're doing comedy in any shape or form if you want to get into instagram sketches or just like you know smaller social media sketches then there's loads of nuggets of gold here so without further ado over to will Perfect. we are lift off do you want to how are you going to be sitting you are you going to be all right to be forward like that is that going to be comfortable look how intense well, it is between us it's like a standoff face to playing face. chess with no board <laughs> Just with our words. Chess with our words, yeah. Checkmate you. Yeah, checkmate, bruh. <laughs> well, this is the second face-to-face podcast post-COVID. We're not over COVID, but I mean since COVID started. Yeah, it's okay to hang out now legally. It's all right, isn't it? Legally, we can be together. Yeah, we've always seen each other, let's be honest. We've seen each other a few times. Yeah, we've met up a couple of times. Yeah, I was like, Will, I think I, I, I don't feel comfortable... Uh, hanging out, and then you just sort of turn up outside. Maybe we I do. don't think I turned up. Yeah, you just sort of turn. I had to call the police a couple of times. Yeah, I was going mad. I was thinking of my mental health. I needed to be with humans. Yeah. Was Ben not human? Oh, yeah, no. I did have Ben, but I was bored ben. of ben. ben. So, Ben, all right, so let's let's kick off with that, because you moved in. Before COVID, you moved in with uh, Ben Cohen, fellow comedian and friend. Yeah. Beginning of the year. Beginning of the year. And that has been a very fruitful, creatively fruitful experience for you, isn't it? Creative, fruitful experience. I like the word fruitful. Yeah. It's a good word. I never use it. Let the fruit fall onto the floor and (laughs) gouge on it and let the juice spill down my chest. Oh, that vitamin C. (laughs) Get that vitamin C down your boy. (laughs) No, it's been good. Yeah, I moved in with him, crouching around the corner from here. Um, Yeah. yeah, And in the lockdown... Don't don't reveal the location, we can't, because some people might not turn up. Yes, London. Yeah, London. UK. Yeah, yeah. Moved in with him in the UK and... (laughs) Yeah, no, it was good. And then I got made furloughed, so I was getting paid. Yeah. And we had loads of time. Ben wasn't working. I don't know what he does. But, um, yeah, that was that was our chance to start making stuff. We're living together, yeah. not working. If we didn't do it then, when the hell are we going to do it? I'll say you've been making sketches, haven't you? Yeah, Two. just doing the sketches um, and sort of, the, sort of our double act sketches, whatever yeah. that means. But, um, yeah, sketches with us both in it. Yes. Yeah. It's cool because, you know, you and I have talked for a while. And you, you've, you've always, like, posted on Instagram. You've done, like you know videos here and there but you've always wanted to like try and do lots of different characters etc mm. and then this has been the opportunity to do that but also do it with somebody else and so you can bounce off each other it's good just... to do it with someone else it's, isn't it's, it? it's more nice, fun uh, you know you can bash i was bashing out the sketches on my uh, sort of character sketches on my own it's okay do is it fun is it truly fun on your own yeah. in that room 
With the ca- setting up the camera for leaning about on your own. The worst setting up the camera on your own. And then he just like yeah. falls, the camera falls down. <laughs> the camera falls out over, you get the like, you film one, you think that's good, and you look at it back and you're not even in frame. <laughs> just... But don't you find then, yeah, and then you've got to do it again. But I often find the problem that I always found is that. First one's always the best. Always the best. Always, and then you're like. Because it's like fresh. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, I just like improv that, improv the fuck out of that. So, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely. Anything to do with comedy, obviously stand-up is is a solitary thing, but like writing as well, I find it's much more fun when you're doing it with somebody else. Yeah, I've, n- I've not quite mastered the art of writing with someone. I always just it always just turns into a chat, doesn't it? Yeah, like, I need someone who knows how to do it to be like, right, here's the first task. We will write, write five jokes or five premises, and then we we'll meet, well, then we we'll discuss them together. And well, they always them. speak formally like that. Uh, <laughs> I, I would like someone to speak formally like that because yeah. it would help me. Otherwise, we would just start chatting about the, the news or a coffee. Yeah. Well, I was just literally, I was finally saying that because I was reading this article before about what are effective Zoom meetings. And right. like most, they were saying that most Zoom meetings in like, in like business environments are a waste of time because they don't come with an agenda. Yeah. They just turn up and they don't have like a time limit. And then they're probably just like, so how was, how was your weekend? Yeah, and then they're like, so um, about that thing, what should we do? It's just no, what, no structure. There's no, no, no structure. No you agenda, need, no bullet no points. No agenda. You need bullet points. Yeah. You've got I to love be, bullet points. Bullet it's a delicate it's a situation. Delicate. Everything's very, very delicate. delicate. Delicate is my favourite word of 2020. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> listeners, that uh, prior to the podcast, uh, Will was using the word delicate a fair amount, I'd say. I, yeah. I hadn't, I'd never picked up about that. Uh, I think it's a like new thing. Before. I think I started it a few months ago. Okay, what, what caused it? So I was uh, on hallucinogenics. And, <laughs> and then I think I just really, just I was thinking about life as you do. Yeah. And I just realised everything is very delicate, whether it's a relationship with a friend or a yeah. relationship with a lover or yeah. your career or your home or everything is just delicate, man. Yeah. You've got to treat it with care. 100%. And that's, it just made me, I don't know, just be more... Thoughtful and sensible and care. I think so. Yeah, really? like I've come on. I've come away being like, right, everything is seriously delicate. So I would treat everything carefully and nicely. So give me an example of like, what, what have you started? How have you so made a different I, I, approach? I, I might, I might be more delicate towards my family, like to my mum. You know that you're just talking and you ran and you get up and start stroking her head. No, no, <laughs> there's no touching. There's no wandering hands in this. Okay. Um, just, just being nice, nicer to people, and, and just, nice. just, just, yeah, just, you know, just seeing situation like you know, seeing like friendships. But I've seen like people fall out of each other, people's relationships bust, and then you know, people don't. I don't know what I'm saying, but everything's delicate. That's so you what, had, you had a kind of like a spiritual awakening, slightly, and yeah, just That's great. It, I think it's good. It's kind of if it's made if it's made me softer or. or more sensitive to situations really like that's a good thing i think yeah for sure right it gives you greater degree of empathy yeah and like taking nothing for granted like not even a, a friendship like a long friendship yeah just just i don't know what i'm saying steve yeah, no, it's delicate it's delicate though. <laughs> it's delicate, it's bro. delicate would you get a tattoo delicate not no it sounds like it's a life-changing i would like to get a tattoo i've not got delicate. one tattoo which is sheer hell which is on my ankle it's just a nightmare. <laughs> Have you actually? Yeah, look. I've never noticed that before. <laughs> oh, right. I thought you meant a tattoo saying sheer hell. No. <laughs> no, the tattoo is sheer hell. It's just okay. a circle with a few dots around it. What does it. that mean? What does it signify? Uh, to, to, short, to cut a long story short, my friend was getting married. Yeah. He's covered in tattoos. I was the best man. He said, let's go and get the same tattoo. I said, okay, because I, mean, I was young and stupid. He got the tattoo. We got the tattoo. The same tattoo. He ended up not even marrying her, <laughs> and, and, and then like I remember a few months later, I saw the tattoo on my leg one morning. I was like, "Oh, you twat!" <laughs> wow. So he didn't, he no, didn't, didn't, he get... didn't see through his lifelong commitment, but you saw through a lifelong commitment to him via a tattoo on your ankle. Yeah, exactly. So I'm a good friend. That is, I mean, that's a solid. Are you still friends with him? Or is it we're del- actually delicate? not friends anymore. Oh, delicate, delicate. Because our relationship was delicate, and he <laughs> was uh, sheer hell. <laughs> But now with your newfound empathy, are you going to reach out to him? No, bro, this... I can't even go into it. He's, okay. he's, he's one of them. He's, com- he's a complicated character. Right, yeah. You come across him every now and then. 
And you have to, it's hard, isn't it? Because especially if you've known, if it's someone you've known for years and years mm. and you feel like, you know, there's a sense of loyalty there. But then it's like, how much do you take yeah, yeah, before yeah. you just sort of like, nah, I can't, I can't do this anymore. No, I can't. Yeah. He, he is sadly one of the few people the I casualties. just can't surround myself around. Yeah. It just ends yeah. in chaos and tears. So they, does that person still try and reach out to you? They actually, I hadn't spoken to them for a few years. He actually tried to reach out this year right. and I've had to ignore it because I did yeah. fall out of them before and then I sort of just buried the hatchet. I was like, I don't hold grudges. I don't have grudges. Right. And, you know, he's, you know, he, I'm his old bud and I met up with him again, sweet for a bit and then it obviously ended in some massive blow up. He's just, right. He is one not to be trusted. One of them. That's what me and my mates call them, those people. One yeah. And, you know, it's this, this if, if you want to hear something bleak, I remember I spoke to his mum after the last time. I said, look, I can't hang out with this guy anymore. Yeah. She was like, Willie, you're, you're the last friend to stick by him. Well done. Get away, stay away from him. That's really? his, his mum, bro. Oh, wow. Anyway, wow. so, yeah, that's for another story. Yeah. And I shouldn't really talk about people like that. Well, we don't know who it is, so... <laughs> okay um so let's rewind let's rewind um how did will robbins Mm -hmm. come to being a stand-up comedian because we did actually one of our first gigs together wasn't it yeah 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 memoirs of a geezer in shadwell shadwell was aggie pub mate do you remember how aggie that was bro someone was selling coke in the toilets i walked in on them selling gear and they didn't flinch I was the one that flinched. I fucking shuffled back out of the toilet. <laughs> Normally they would like put it away and just like sh- turn around. Or... They didn't back. flinch. I had to back back out of the toilet. <laughs> but do you remember the heckle? There was like, just a load of like aggro guys by yeah. the bar just shouting stuff out. Did you mention a football team and then someone, you can't, we were told not to mention any football teams unless it was okay. whatever football team they supported. I don't know. I don't... But yeah. They they always stood back towards us at the bar, muttering rank things. Just like, like they were throwing insults, weren't they? <laughs> that was like it was a good learning curve. That early mm. doors. I remember the first. I saw, that was the first time I saw you, and I think I was still working in music at the time. And you did this whole rapping garage thing. It was a vibe, and everyone was like, going, "It was going off, and it's good." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, cool. I like that guy." Yeah. Yeah, because well, we had similar trajectories. Tra- I always get this Traje- tra- trajectories, <laughs> trajectories. Yeah. We had similar trajectories. Tra- uh, it's a delicate word, it's bro. A, mate, it's delicate. Everything's delicate <laughs> in terms of both working in the music industry. Yep, I used before. to work at a management company slash record label. Yeah. 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 It's good, man. Did you, and it was it like one of those where. You just had incredible experiences where you're going to like festivals all around the world. Yeah, man. Just... <laughs> yeah. Festivals all around the world, toured in the US. I yeah. was very lucky and it was a very fun time. It's good. But just one of the, I just fell into it. Obviously, my friend was the boss there and that's how I got the job and just fell into it. But deep down, I don't know, sadly, it just wasn't my passion. So Yeah, it was not sad. If it, it, no, it wasn't sad. No, it was just wasn't my passion. So I couldn't pursue it for like long, much longer. I did four yeah. years. And it was just, just just fizzled. So yeah. And my power was like, no, just just leave. Like you're not, your heart's not in this music game, bruv. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, you gotta be committed to the game. Yeah, you gotta be. Uh, so yeah, so I left, and then uh, sort of pushed more with the comedy stuff. Yeah, which, uh, is interesting. <laughs> so had you like had you always had a desire to do stand up? Yeah. So basically, I'd always wanted to do stand up, and. But I was always scared. I never wanted to tell my... I definitely not, didn't want to tell my dad. Yeah. I felt, like, embarrassed or I felt like it wasn't a, a good enough profession. Right. Oh, dad, I want to be a clown. Yeah, yeah. That is, was that from, like, a young age that you knew you wanted to do Yeah, because I was always funny. I was always the funny one. And that was, like, I guess my coping mechanism or just my default. It's just just didn't even think about it. It yeah. just was what it was. Um yeah, so I didn't want to tell Dad. Also, I didn't have the confidence to actually get on stage. And I remember, I think it must have been my first girl, my first sort of love, the first time I was in love. I kept on telling her, I was like, yeah, I always wanted to do stand-up. And she was like, do it, do it, you're funny, just do it. So she gave me that final bit of confidence okay. I needed to actually get on stage for the first time. And then that's why I ended up doing it. And then I ended up loving it and doing it so much. She was just like... <laughs> 
stop doing that? <laughs> Do you want to stop doing that now? I was like, nope. It's basically become your new relationship. Yeah. So she was, it was funny. Girlfriend. So kind of went full circle. Yeah. Yeah. The comedy mistress. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, as soon as you did it, were you just like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to, to me, I think I did it. I did a course way before I got into it. I did a comedy course. Oh, did was a gig. That? It, was, it was good. I did it at the comedy school oh, yeah, in Camden. Camden. Yeah. I remember doing that. Esther did that as well. And you, do, you do a gig at the end, did the gig. Was fine, yeah. But I was like, I'm not ready for this. This right. is weird. Yeah. Um. And then just f- didn't do anything for like four years. It's like the same with me. Yeah, yeah. Something I had like the same that. thing. Yeah. I, I did. Just uh, didn't feel like up for it already. Yeah, I did the Amuse Moose one, and then five years later, yeah. I, and I did four gigs. Yeah. And then just stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, nah. Just, yeah. just felt maybe just something didn't sit right. And right. then, and then, but it was always niggling in the back of the head. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, right, that's it. You know, I'm getting to my fucking mid-twenties now or, or maybe late twenties. I can't remember when I started, but it's always niggling. So then I just, yeah, chucked myself into it and I just gigged three or four nights a week for forever, yeah. Forever, yeah. <laughs> for eternity. Yeah. Which is good, kind of. <laughs> so when you say, yeah, as when you say kind of, what are the bits that you found, like, challenging uh, then? I, I guess after a while, you know, after a few years, you're like, you're like, <laughs> okay, uh, you, you just expect something will happen. Yeah. Something cool will happen. Yeah. Like an agent in the shadows. Yeah. Oh, this guy's different. Yeah. <laughs> You're a star, kid. <laughs> hey, step into my office. <laughs> oh, here's a nickel for your troubles. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, you expect something to happen because you're deluded and you need that to be... Um, to get going, I guess, in, a lot, in, a, in almost anything. You, yeah. need, you need a bit of delusion um and confidence so yeah nothing nothing was really happening but yeah i was just plugging along i was enjoying meeting people i'd never really had a proper hobby before stand up never did a hobby i was always working and just sort of slightly living for the weekend partying and stuff yeah um i was stuck in that cycle so, so it was great to finally have a healthy hobby yeah. where, where i was writing and meeting people like-minded people who were it was brilliant to meet all these sort of stand-ups. A lot of them, you know, struggled with sort of connecting with because they're socially whatever. But um, eventually you find the people, yeah, yeah. the old you people, of, aren't you? The first couple of years, I was like, what's happening? I can't make any friends in this comedy. <laughs> like, everyone's like, but, but that that's the sort of initiation thing. Because yeah, like, yeah. people, I, I guess a lot of people do jump into comedy for what probably maybe wrong reasons and then just then to step out of it, oh, I've got over my social anxiety or whatever it is. Yeah. I feel like that's a, that's something different. But um, yeah, after a few years, you start to meet like-minded people, and it was I found it really interesting because I don't know. I feel like there's some we are all sort of slightly doing comedy. There must be something similar about all of us in a certain way. We've got holes in our soul. Yeah, so holes in our soul. Wow, ah, delicate soul. <laughs> um. Yeah, like even though it, we're all different, with shapes, sizes, ages, colours, whatever. Yeah, something does bring us all together, and I like that. There's a drive there, isn't there? For it, there's a re- underlying reason, and then it becomes a bit obsessive. Yes, and then you're like, ah, I'm obsessed. I'm yeah. a beast. Yeah, I must be gigging every night to get better, to grow my powers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, how did you find it during lockdown? Not having that. So when lockdown happened and obviously all the gigs stopped, I I didn't I didn't really miss it. I kind of I just took it on the chin. I was like, fine, it is what it is for a bit. There's lots of other things to be doing, comedy wise, writing yeah. sketches, writing um, sitcoms, doing a podcast. Um, obviously missed the buzz of live. Didn't miss the kind of coming home at eleven, yeah, half eleven yeah. every night. Yeah, just having more time to myself. It was. Because, you, you, you know, I was trying to gig a lot and having the evenings back was awesome. I was yeah, like, yeah. this is quite cool. Yeah. Just going to bed super early. <laughs> loved it. I was sort of recharging my batteries. I loved it, yeah. Um, I did my first gig back last week, though. And you loved that? What? It was good. Good, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It was in Hackney. It was good. It was busy. It was like 30 people. I was really, I was a little bit nervous, but I didn't really give a fuck as well. I was just like, whatever. Yeah. Just went out there, did some old material, 
fluffed a bit, but because I didn't care, the audience was sort of on board. They were, they were just it, like, yeah. I was like, Ugh, what am I talking about? Ooh, I'm so, yeah. I'm so relaxed. <laughs> and they were like, Ooh, who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, it was fine. It was a good gig back, and it's good, great to see sort of, you know, a bunch of comedian friends again. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, what do you, what, like, if you could have like best case scenario, yep. what, what, what is it? For for the it, for the old comedy comedy shtick. okay yeah. I I I think I want to be sort of propelled into sort of acting comedy acting more okay um because you've you've had your acting credits now like you've been in a, a sitcom on Comedy Central yeah yeah there's a there's a uh, sort of mini series on Comedy Central that Jordan Gray wrote it's great she's sort of wrote a part for me which is cool how was that experience yeah it's good it was like proper films proper set you know like all the all the, all the showbiz stuff all yeah. the cameras catering that. oh my god <laughs> all of that it was good fun um it was quite sort of strict because i film a lot of sketches and i do sort of just like to sort of improv yeah they were not having any of it yeah, they were right. like yeah. saying it word for word will and yeah. i was like okay i will <laughs> but yeah so they were strict on the on the words <clears throat> but yeah great experience i want to do more comedy acting yeah great just like that's what i find fun uh if I'm honest, I don't want to be a touring com- comedian slogging it out in Hull on a weekday. Yeah, so the, the idea of being like a flat-out touring comedian just doesn't quite appeal to me. I do love, I do get something from the live, and it's buzz, and it's, uh, I feel like it's a, it's a he- healthy hobby. Yeah. I was going to say healthy, but I stuttered on it a bit, because maybe... Can be a bit unhealthy, especially if you're going out there doing like self-deprecating every night. Yeah, <laughs> it's healthy. Do you think? That hey, happens? I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. I haven't washed in a week, but I, I'm trying to. I don't. I do, obviously do do a bit of self-deprecating, but maybe it doesn't have to be all. <laughs> yeah. Self-deprecating. Yeah, but yours isn't also. No, it's not. It's just like it's a fun time. Fun time. It's a fun time chat. It's a fun time chat. Um. But yeah, definitely com- comedic acting is what yeah. I want to do I'm more do. and more of, ideally. Yeah. Yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's fun. So what do you do? What does Will do? Mm. Like, when you're in the throes of the stand-up stuff, Yeah. what do you do? How do you, how do you find the sense of, like, get your chi? What do you do outside of comedy to give you any kind of balance or not? Yeah, balance. What, say, if I'm sort of gigging a lot? Yeah, when you're, like, in the throes of stand-up, did you do exercise or is there anything else like that you need to do outside of it to just give you that mental stability? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely um, I do this thing. I've even named it. It's called the 30-30-30. Oh, I love the sound of this. <laughs> Go on. No, because I've done, I've done the whole sort of when you're on the ropes after a rocky relationship, you kind of go into like the self-help books and all that shit. Yeah. And then everything's got a name. Everything's like, oh, you, you, you do the 30, 30, 30. <laughs> yeah. So I sort of name my own thing. It's the 30, 30, 30. And it, all it is is it's a daily thing. You do 30 minutes. I do sort of stretches and Pilates, 30 minutes. Writing. It's actually just journaling. Like the morning 30, pages. Morning pages, 30 yeah. minutes. How long have you been doing the morning pages for? Well, I've done it every day for a month. Have now. you? Yeah. And you feel good for it? Bro, I'm telling you, the journal is the journaling Yeah. has fucking helped me really so yeah. do, do you do the three pages every morning how much do you um, write so, so I, I do 30 minutes 30, 30, what journal for 30 minutes so i journal for 30 minutes and, and what, so what sort so, of stuff so, are you writing about so basically don't think about it it basically it is literally like a, a diary yeah yeah exactly um, and I, I found it really helped with so you just talk about your day and what you've got coming up or what you've done in the past and how you're feeling. Yeah. So it's just, it can't, mate. If you were to read it back, you'd think, I am one boring fucker. Yeah, yeah, same. Because <laughs> it's just... It, so it becomes quite repetitive, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it can, it can be. Oh, today I had an egg on toast, not, yeah. not serious. But, but the thing is, you're just, you're just a constant stream of thoughts. So you're just getting it out onto the paper, yeah. onto the page, and then... I found it helped. My brain feels super organised and tidy at really? the moment. Yeah. Really? Because... Cause, cause it's like I'm, I'm conscious of every day now. I'm, I'm writing about every day, so it's what I've done, how I'm feeling today, whether I'm feeling good, excited, sad, whatever it is. Just write about how you feel. I, yeah, I just felt like it helped me because when you're, when you're a mess, or when I'm a mess, or when I'm sort of in a bad place, when and you're sort of 
the days just fly by and it will just be like drinking and just being busy and not even acknowledging the actual days. With the journaling, it's like, cool, I'm like aware of every single day and every single day what I know what I'm doing. I've kind of got the reins of it a bit more and I'm, I feel like I'm kind of on top of that. I know what I've done day to day. Right. Like when I'm sort of not in a good way, I'm just sort of drinking every day and not even thinking about anything. You're just like, got to get through today. Yeah. yeah I've got to be busy. Got to get through today. Like, yeah. To distract you from your thoughts. Yeah. Cigarettes, gigs, blah, blah, blah. You know, not even sat down for a minute to sort of think what, what my vibe is to them, what I've done, how I felt about it. Right. So I'm telling you, the journaling sounds lame, but like it's... I don't think it sounds lame. Okay, cool. Um, so the 30, 30, 30, it's journaling 30 minutes, Pilates 30 minutes, and then 30 minutes meditation, which I do before bed. Yeah, and you've been doing that since lockdown? Yeah, mate, I've really been militant with it before lockdown. You miss the odd day here and there, but like meditation is just a standard now. It's just, I just do a guided meditation, find some bloke you like on YouTube, like just do that. I'll jump from person to person every now and again. If I find a good one, just stick on them for a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's it. That's, what effect has that had on you? Well, I just feel like at the moment, really good. My body, from the stretching, my body feels more bendy and supple yeah you know i had a like a hip replacement last year which was mad yeah um so i've got to do it anyway just build up muscle around my hip and just yeah i feel good man like i'm cycling a lot bendy you know like when you have a hip bendy cycling bend i'm bending around bro (laughs) (laughs) i'm on the bike bending all over alley alley, like (laughs) um so yeah i've got to look after my body just yeah that's great yeah and you how come you do the meditation evening not in the morning um i was doing it in the mornings but what what with the journaling there's only so much time you've got in the morning (laughs) i just found I don't know. I just I prefer to get out of bed. Yeah. Like, otherwise, I'm just in bed, like mincing about. Just... Midday. Well, yeah. I feel great now, but I've what? waited half a day. I've done a lot of meditation today. Morning. Oh, it's afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I sacked it in in the morning. I was doing it morning and night, but I decided do it at night time. Just chill. Get get in the zone. Yeah. But yes, that's me. And and I find because I've, I've I've never had any discipline before. I've always been right. very. I've never been hard on myself at all with anything. So whether it's drink, drugs, smoking, all the all the sort of naughty things, I've never like been hard on myself. So okay. so that means I've probably done it in excess for a long time. Yeah. Because I'm like it's fine. I'm fucking whatever. And like, but now I'm sort of not hard on myself, but. Being, Dis- trying to give myself some more discipline yeah. and just seeing what that seeing what effect that has on me and my brain definitely feels tidier and more organised Hello, sorry to interrupt in the middle of this insightful conversation which I'm enjoying I'm sure just as much as you are but I need to give you guys a little reminder uh, if you like this conversation, this episode if you like balancing acts in general then please do subscribe to us, rate and review us because it makes the world of difference and the more reviews we get, the more rates we get, the more people can discover the podcast and we can make it go viral, whatever that means. Okay, back to the chat. The irony is is like, Mm. uh, you know, there's this, the myth about like, oh, being a creative, you sort of like have to be all over the shop and Mm. get fucked up and that kind of thing. But I find the irony is like, the more disciplined you are, the more creative you can be. Yeah, yeah. Not even, that's just about creativity, but just your life in general, like it just becomes more enjoyable. 100%. And it'll be a rare case where you get someone who's like a mess. It's like, was it P. Doherty? He's a fucking mess. But he's like, when he blew back in the day, he's talented. He's like beyond talented. Yeah. So yeah, cool. He was smoking crack and doing heroin. But he's one of those rare cases you know, he's probably living in a squat, sitting on the floor, but he's, he had the talent to carry himself through. Yeah. That is a rare case. Like, I was like, to him. he's, I don't know, I've met him before. He's sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I've seen, I was at a gig, well, I was managing a band and we were okay. doing a gig and my band was supporting him. And uh, he Who's was- your band? Uh, they were called Lazy Talk. Pe- you know okay. Piers? Ginger Piers? He used to work at Ginger the land. Piers. <laughs> and then, uh, mate, we were at this gig in like Huddersfield. And he, him and his band, we were just like, fucked. He, he was like very puffy face, sort of yellow eyes. You shake his hand, it's like shaking a wet, cold fish. Oh, really? And he's there smoking a crap pipe in the dressing room. And he's just... This was a few years but, ago. This was probably four, 
six, seven years ago. Okay. Mate, and he's like flying, like he's not been to bed for days. And yeah. then uh, you're just like, <laughs> you've got to go on stage in a minute. Gets onto stage, does not miss a note. Right. Just gets the guitar on, sings like an angel and doesn't miss a note. And you're just like, what? Yeah. He's an exception. Like, And when you speak to him, he's so eloquent and he's like in the room. And it's like, what? You've just been like huffing a pipe. And now you're just talking poetry to me like and you're, sat, you're amazing <laughs> and it's just like he looks rank but he's like he's incredible and then i remember he came off stage and uh the poor the poor tour manager <laughs> he looked just haggard he was just like he was like oh, pete pete you gotta go do an encore and he's like pete's like, oh fuck off and I'm like fuck off and he's like smoking his pipe and then eventually goes out does the encore smashes it you know, he's an exception of, like, talent just coming through yeah. chaos. Yeah. Like, that's not... We, we can't... <laughs> we can't... It's not a way to live, is it? It's not a way, it's not a way to live. You know, he's... It's a scary existence, but... Delicate. It's incredibly delicate, and he's... Yeah, probably chaos follows him, and I'm not into any of that. Nah. That's too tiring, man. It's not the one, <laughs> is it? Mm. It's not the one. Yeah, and just... Uh... Crack wouldn't be my drug of choice. No, it's incredibly... I'd find it quite stressful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, don't. It's, it's not like a... My it's, heart's racing. It's not like a... It's not like a, a, a love-inducing drug, is no, it? No, it's not. It's sheer hell, and you... Twat, you know, people turn into a knob on it, I guess. Yeah. Ugh. I, I can see, you know, like a different energy from you since you... Because we spoke about this, like, about a month ago or so. Yeah. And you said you're just, like, loving it, lockdown yeah. in that respect. Yeah, yeah. you've had this time to just do all this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. More just time sort of, like, admitting... Admitting, admitting positive vibes, man. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I am admitting positivity vibes. Yeah, and that's having a knock-on effect on, the, you know, the, the sketches. That yeah, yeah. So the sketch. Well. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, the sketches with me and Ben. We had a chat, and I was like, because the world is a mess right now, and we don't even need to get into that. Yeah. And I was like, look, if we're just making sort of really fun, light-hearted, silly, lovely. I know it's all very weak words, <laughs> but if we're just making lovely stuff. I think that's the avenue I want to go down. I don't want to be preaching to anyone. I don't want to be topical. I don't want to make anyone feel stupid. I don't want to be harsh. Yeah. I just want to be lovely, mate. Yeah. Because like, that's what the world needs right now. Ben was like, Brer, I am on your wavelength. Nice. <laughs> so that is all it's about. And yeah, okay, it might not be very deep and it might be a bit slapsticky, but fucking don't care right now. We need it. Dude, like, <laughs> there's so many dramedies and whatnot out dramedies there. i'm bro. all for like silly Ooh. and surreal comedy yeah man i think we need it and you know me and ben love the same sort of movies so it's, for instance like the naked gun sort of stuff yeah. that stuff yeah you can't i it's just funny it's yeah, just, just like a physical comedy and it's physical amazing. comedy slapstick like yeah. play on words i'm sorry it's the it's the roots bro yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> man i remember like Obviously, you know, these things become dated and uh, there's a lot of issues around certain, like, you know, types of comedy because mm. of their uh, their subject matter. Yeah. But, you know, the way I look at it is, like, times have changed and during that time and, yeah. and, and, and like, people's perspectives evolve, etc. Mm. But at the time, certain stuff was fucking funny. Like, if I, I look at Harry Enfield now and then you can yep. say, oh, what, some... Does he, what, the sketch, yeah? Yeah, 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 Harry Enfield and Charms. Like you, you, you could look at it now. You could say, "Oh, oh, yeah, that could be considered as classist or yeah, whatever offensive. it is." But at the time, man, like as a kid, I thought it was it was the funniest the thing. Funniest stuff. Everyone was quoting the lines. Yeah, 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 bro. They're, loads they're, of money. They're geniuses. They're like the Paul Whitehouse. Yeah, wow. Paul Whitehouse. Both the, them, the accents yeah. they can do and and the, the the script writing and performance. Like yeah. it's all into nailing it. They're great. Like proper idols. Yeah. Yeah. So like. For sure, why not just uh, make silly, yeah. fun stuff? Um, yeah, we're enjoying it. And like for the first time, we're getting I'm getting a few like, random messages from people. Like, Are you? Got DMs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just kind of nice stuff. So some, one guy said, like, love the sketches. Oh, I suffer from like bad anxiety. And this really helped. Me. Oh, that's I was just really like, nice. bro, like, sent that's it to Ben. Nice. I was like, look at this message. It's yeah. so lovely. Yeah. Ben was like, yes, Willie, we're onto something. And we, yeah, any sort of nice message either of us get, we always send it to each other just as a little kind of spur us on. Yeah, of course. It's like, nice, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's wicked. Mm. So then you just carry on doing that and uh, go back to stand up as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to going back to stand up. 
just before lockdown, <laughs> I came like third in the comedian new act comp, which was like my first whatever in a competition, first something in a competition, which felt good. Yeah, Got my great. first review, Steve Bennett. Nice. How was that? It's a good, good review, mate. Yeah, yeah. Great. Like, lovely review. Great. First review. So I was like, kind of like buzzing a bit from yeah. the start. First time I was sort of buzzing from because we we're all looking for validation a bit. You're like. Am I doing it right? Am I doing yeah. it right? And then when someone who knows, inverted commas, knows, gives you a review, you're like, okay, cool. It just gives you a little spurt to go on for a bit longer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> or you just, should I just pack it in? Do you want to just pack it in? Yeah, should I, should I do it now? Should I just go? Is that it? <laughs> should I just let myself out? That yeah. All, yeah. all, um, So funny, yeah. Yeah. So I, we're going back a little bit mm. but before music industry so you grew up in Somerset right grew up in Somerset lovely Somerset where yeah. the soda is and all of that jazz yeah um, lovely place to grow up yeah. so uh, I mean it's not the same area but like when this country came out were you like yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, know Mate, that, I know that person I know, I know who that person completely is completely clicked and resonated with that show yeah similar accents because I guess where was that uh, set Cotswolds it's, yeah yeah exactly um Mate, yeah, they're, they're proper, mate, I know, it, you know it actually right? made me feel a bit depressed watching it. Did it? Yeah, it did, because I know those people, I know... Do you them. still know them? Like, if you go back to, if you've got, like, people there that yeah, still I, live there? I, and I, yeah, I have got friends down, and I don't mean that in a rude way, I mean, it's, uh, it just wasn't for me, that sort of life. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a different way of life and different way of living. It's more simple, but it's more simple. But it's boring, probably as well. Boring. Everyone has kids by twenty-three or whatever. Yeah, and that's it, and they're done. Kinda. I don't. I can't work out if they've got the right idea or the wrong idea. I guess it's just different for everyone. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. So I don't know why it depressed me. It's because I, I just I was done with Somerset. I got to nineteen. And I was like, I need to get out. Like everyone either works in the garage, a factory neighboring or sells drugs that's all that's always on the table really yeah, yeah and i didn't want to do any of those things so is that so did you moved to london at 19 yeah 1920 moved did to you? london oh wow you moved young yeah i didn't do uni so where did, did you move in with friends yeah i moved because i moved my parents used to live in london before they had kids moved in with my dad's friend and his son who was similar age okay so i moved in cheap rent because they had a spare room and it was a power uh good good start and then i've got Job at the BBC. First ever proper job. Did you? What were yeah. you doing there? Making tea and coffee, bruh. Okay, nice. Hashtag uh, no uni. So, I mean, people yeah, do that anyway. People, people do that anyway. They go to university. To uni, then they do And that. then they go to tea and coffee. Yeah, for sure. But um, do you know what? I actually was lucky to get that job. It was one of those BBC things where they were filling a diversity quota. Right. And you had to be sort of registered disabled to get the job. So. Okay. I think I remember my dad sending me the art. He saw the advert in a paper or something, and he was like, yeah, apply for that. I applied for it. Walking home from the interview, she phoned out and said, you got the job. I was like, yes. Mate. So I was there for two years in the entertainment commissioning office, which was a sick office to be in. Like, just, like, live at the Apollo, they commissioned Russell Howes, good news, all this, like, TV, cool, like, comedy yeah. stuff. And yeah. I was, like, buzzing. I was, like, kind of nailing it like, early on, career-wise, I thought. Right. And then, so I was doing the TV stuff, and then, yeah, I worked on, and I went on to work as a researcher on Russell Howe's Good News. Yeah. For, like, three series. That was, that was awesome. Um, so you had, the thing, you had, like, a comedy injection, like, early right, on. Yeah, and that that's another reason why I didn't do stand-up, because I was like, oh, well, I'm working in comedy. I'm getting my fix. Yeah, right. So I didn't push the stand-up at all, even though... Even though I was frustrated, but even like working on Russell Howard's Good News, I was frustrated. I was like, mate, I need to be in yeah, there. I want to be him. I was. I want to be Russell. Well, kind of wanted to be Russell, but also wanted to be in the in the writers' room. Yeah. Because they, mate, we sat next to the writers' room and they're pissing themselves all day. Really. And we're just there on our computers. Don't get me wrong. It was an amazing job. All I did was watch news all day long, and find funny stories. But I would always like write sketches for Russell, give him the sketches, and be like, oh, I found this news story about. What was it? I'll give you an example. One of them, like, in America, the best news stories in America, obviously. Yeah. It's full of, like, maniacs. Someone, some meth head, robbed a bank with a loom brush holder or something like that. <laughs> and I wrote a sketch around that. That was really good. But it's hard to get a sketch made because there's, like, there's like four writers and, and Russell's, so, you know, it's, it's hierarchy and whatever. Yeah. Um... But yeah, best job I've ever had, like comedy-wise. 
That's, okay, yeah. Yeah, amazing. And but, did you stay in touch? So have you like stayed in touch with a lot of people from that, that period? Um, and you're like, hey, guys, come to my gigs. Um, not Russell, really. where you at? So it was a, it was a weird one because I went from working as a researcher in comedy. Yeah. And then I had a big break, four years working somewhere else. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to do stand-up. It was that I felt like it was a bit weird. Uh, I bet there was... I thought, yeah, it's just weird. I, I didn't want to reach out to anyone to be like, Oh, I'm a stand-up now, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to, like, make my own way and then um, then to fucking, I don't know, maybe be like, oh, you're a stand I don't know. I thought it, I'm, I'm hoping it will still come full circle yeah. somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's like, it was about timing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Thing. I remember I was on a, I was on a date at the beginning of the year and I was in a bar and then Russell Howard walked in. I hadn't seen him all. We were quite pally at the time when I worked with him. Russell walked in, I was like hammered, and I said to the girls, like, right, let's walk through the restaurant. So he sees me, I wanted to chat to him. She was like, cool. Walked through the restaurant, Russell sees me, shoots his hand out, he says, come over. First thing he says to me was, I read your review by Steve Bennett. No, he didn't. Mate, first thing he said. That's amazing, is that what he said? First thing he said to me, and I was just like, so I said to him, I was like, why the fuck are you reading Chortle, bro? What did he say? He's still at arenas. He was like, brilliant review. Steve's hard to please. Well done. Blah, blah, blah. Sick. Like, that's amazing. Mate, it was amazing. Mate, that must be such a buzz. Yeah, yeah, it was a buzz. That's, true. that's full circle. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I mean, full circle. And also, it's so funny. And it was also, well, sorry to interrupt, but that, what's great about that is going back to like, oh, you know, you not reaching out to him. He found out yeah, yeah, what you right, were right. Like that, He found that out. Like in my in my head, that's exactly how I want it to, to happen. Yeah. So just do the that. work do the work yourself yeah. and then maybe, you know, they'll see. Um that was great. I feel like I'm name dropping a lot. Anyway, he was with James Bay. No, ba- but it's a good story. Yeah, it's, it's good. good. He story. was with James Bay and then so the, the girl I was with was talking a lot to him and she was like hammered. Right. And then we got back to the bar where we were sat. And I was just like, oh, cool, that was funny. And I was like, I just said to her, I can't believe she, I can't believe he's with James Bay. She goes, what? I love James Bay. Oh my god, that was James Bay. She didn't know. And she was, <laughs> and she was like, I'm going back over. I was like, no, you're not. Just stay there. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, it was a good evening. Yeah, that's great. It was good. It was just like the, it was good. Yeah. Um, so that was good. What we and, and what and so how are like you saying, um, you know, about like your parents. Uh, sort of viewing like stand-up as, as a career in a certain way what are they like now sort of that you're a few years in and now you've had a review and, yeah, and, mean, and things are starting to happen now like what's their perspective they're, on it they're, they're, they're still mum's cool mum's just like okay mum's always just like are you relaxing enough you've got to relax <laughs> mum I'm doing my 30-30-30 <laughs> and then my dad might be you know he's never happy he's never he's always like have you thought about getting an agent? <laughs> oh, wait, oh, what, what did you say, Dad? Let me write that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he, he, bless him, yeah. They, they're, they're, they're supportive, but um, they, they don't think anything's happening at all, yeah, comedy-wise. Yeah, I think it's the way with most parents, because yeah. they're, like, concerned. Yeah. It's like, it's like a fine line between sort of being concerned and condescending, Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they're like, and then when, when I talk to them... It's to happen, though. <laughs> It changes a little bit. Yeah, uh, but they they just care. I think they just see they want to see money. They're like, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, how are you surviving? Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, it's okay. Parents are okay, but my dad's sort of he's old school. I remember he came to a gig once. He can't do compliments. Can your dad do compliments? He's a lot better than now. Yeah, he can't do it, and uh, so he came to the gig, and he was just like, couldn't even look at me after the gig was okay, and he was just like, and then like half an hour later, he was like. Do, do you, you could talk about Donald Trump, maybe? <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> I'm not political, bruh. Yeah, my my mum, when I used to do uh, the early version of Weisbaum, mm. which, as he said before, was a bit more of like a kind of like <clears throat> MC type thing, my mum would always be like, you're so aggressive up there. Yeah. <laughs> I can see the veins popping out your neck. Yeah, you're passionate, bruh. Yeah, speaking to the people. <laughs> But yeah, it's a, it's a challenging thing. Mm. Trying to, you just got, you just, you just ignore you it. Do you let it affect I, you? No, no, no. I, I, I crack on it. What about your friends? How are your friends? How like your friends outside of comedy? Like, Mate, great, they're, they're all great. They're, they're just like, they're just like great. Keep keep plugging away. I think 
I, I do truly, I, I do wonder what they, some of them really do think, but it just doesn't yeah. matter, does it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, but I, what I do need to get better at is um, explaining and, and talking about what my what my goals are and what, what and what I really want. So who from it. though? Who do you need to get to, better to, at? To, well, I need to get say if I were to meet an agent. Right. What do you want? What do you what do you want? What do you want from it? Like, yeah. I, I get a bit like, whoa. Well, <laughs> I was like, whoa. I just get a bit like jumpy. I need to just be more confident at, you know, just saying exactly what I want. And because you, you need to work it out in your own head for it to happen first, right? Yeah. But from what you said to me, mm, you, you, yeah, you need, yeah. A, you need an acting agent rather than maybe a comedy agent I, for I, now. I'd like an acting agent, yeah. Yeah. What you could like do, we, and we can talk about this after, but. You've got so the great the beauty is you've got so many different sketches mm. you can easily edit together a reel now yeah, yeah. and send it to agents yeah, yeah a comedy reel and then chuck in that comedy central that's one. how I got my acting agent really with. yeah 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 I put together a reel of like the stuff that was in from my YouTube sketches and yeah. some other bits some commercials or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. send that with um, whatever it is you send like a little email and a CV and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah they responded saying come come into my office for a chat what not your current agent. No, no, no. No, no, this one before. One, yeah. Um, yeah, I need a, I need a comedy room. I've got enough stuff now. Uh, maybe you can... No. What? Maybe you can help me edit one. Yeah, sure. I'll pay you. Yeah. In, in... Pay me in the 30, 30, 30. <laughs> Steve, we're going to have a journaling session together. We're going to do 30 minutes of meditation and we're going to do some bandy bandies. Some bandy bandy, bro. Bandy bandy, bro. Yeah, I think it sounds like you've got a clip off. You know where it becomes unclear? It's like it, it would become unclear if you're meeting with the wrong people. Yeah. Like if you're meeting with a stand-up agent and you're like, yeah, well, you know, I want to start doing just doing like uh, comedy acting. They're like, yeah. well, what are you meeting me for? Yeah. Like, or maybe, you, or you get two, you get one for that and one for that. But Yeah, I mean, I, I don't feel like I need a... I would like to do better gigs, though, wouldn't I? Yeah. We all yeah, would. Yeah, for sure. But I'd rather... Do, yeah, pursue the acting stuff more. It's more fun. Yeah, just do it all, mate. Do it all. Do it all, mate. But that, yeah. is, that, is, that was one of the things that did attract me to comedy as well, is mm. that the freedom to do so many different mm. things, like within this genre, you know, like this, doing, you can do a podcast. Yeah, yeah. You want to act, you can act. You want to do stand-up, you stand-up. You want to write, you can... All these things you can do. Everything is possible. It's mm. just... Um, with that, though, comes sort of like the, the challenge of focusing on like one thing at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because no, you, you said this before, you, you have a million ideas and you're kind of like dipping into all of them at once and you can't get anything done. Yeah, it's just trying to like prioritise. Nothing more satisfying than ticking, ticking something off. It's like I find with the creativity, um, to say when you're doing a sketch or something, the closer you get to the end of finishing it, yeah, the more um, sort of your mind... Sort of begins to play a trick with you, or fear sets in. You got you question it whether it's yeah, funny. Yeah, you question it, and, yeah. and the closer you get to finishing it, or when you finished it, you the, the fear will kick in and be like, "Well, no, no, you don't look, you look, you look a bit weird. Actually, you shouldn't put that up." Yeah, and then, and, yeah. Then, and then the longer we hold, longer I hold on to a sketch without posting it, the harder it will be. The harder to post. it will be, and it will be because the fear, or your little niggly brain, will be like, "Oh, actually, it's not that funny." Uh, yeah, and you you don't look great, or. It's like, what, why are you even doing this? Yeah. Just like a million things will pop in. You just need to get it out. Just get it out. Don't, because fear will always be a part of it, but you just need to override that. And, you know, we're doing well at the moment, and it's just about creating. With the Insta, I'm not trying to become a, like a, a social media star at mm. all. Mm. I've, I've stopped that dream. Not that it was a dream. But, yeah, the idea is just to have it. It's a holding place for content. Yeah. Like, yeah, I might not be putting sketches up three times a week but it's literally a place where people can come to, that, come man. to look at it yeah you're doing it but it's a channel that's all it is there's something really satisfying about doing something consistently yeah and committing to yeah, it. yeah it's a it's another discipline isn't it's it? a discipline exactly um, that yeah you're building a muscle yeah yeah exactly and the more the more you the more you complete whatever task you've set you're building on that muscle yeah and the more you don't do it that muscle is getting stronger as well well yeah like next it's like when you don't have a cigarette yeah um, that's making you stronger, not sure. having any more cigs. And then every time you give in and buckle and have a cigarette, you're like, yeah, fuck it, I'll have another one. That, yeah. that, whatever beast you feed is going to grow. Totally. And then with that, over time, you're going to probably be questioning yourself less, you know, mm. and you feel more confident in your ideas mm. and your abilities as well. Like the more yeah. feedback you get, it's just, well, it's like a feedback loop, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just constantly growing. So me and Ben do feel like we're slightly on a roll. And we've got a tiny bit of momentum just with ourselves. Like, we're not yeah. competing with anyone. And we're just like, yeah, yeah. And 
to in lockdown times when we, to, you know, we can have down days when I feel like crap and I'm just like no energy for no reason, just yeah. just low, and I'm like in bed hiding upstairs. Ben comes into my room. He's like, "Well, what are you doing?" I'm like, oh, "I don't know, just lockdown in it, mate. I'm just fucking watching TV." He's like, "Mate, let's film a sketch." I'm like. Nah, <laughs> and he's like, "Well," and I'm like, "For fuck's sake, it's yeah. okay." And I'm like, putting on a wig, and then, and then, but, and then <laughs> he's forcing. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do it because I'm, I'm low. <laughs> and then, you know, by the time after we do it, I'm like back. I'm like, I've got my energy back. Yeah, because yeah. I've done. I forced myself. He's what well, he's forced me to do, it. and and it's and it, that's been vice versa as well. He's not been in the mood, yeah. um, and I've been up, and I'm like, "Come on, mate, let's just do a sketch." As soon as we get that in the can, so we're buzzing, buzzing again. We're back buzzing. again. Yeah, yeah. It's so mad. Yeah. And it's like, we're, we're kind of getting a hold of ourselves. Getting, we're understanding ourselves more. I'm like, when I'm low, even though I don't want to do the sketch, I'm not in the mood. I don't want a camera in my face. Yeah. But Ben sort of pushed it a bit and I'm like, get it in there, do it. Let's it's do just, it. even if it's crap, it's like, yeah. it, it got us out of bed and it's nice. Like, so good, man. Yeah. I, I feel the exact same just with this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, you know, sometimes I can't be asked. It, yeah. I can't be. There's so many things you like. This is the bit I love. I love mm. conversing with people yeah, and having yeah. these kind of conversations, but it's the bit in between. But then once you've done it and it's out yeah, there, yeah. it feels really good. I feel like you're good. You're, you're quite regular. I, I do. Yeah. Every week. I'll release one every week. Yeah, that's good. Um, which is good. But yeah, it, it, I still go through those same processes mm. though. Like, and there's been actually, you know, I had a few weeks back where I had like a couple of weeks off, but it's still the same challenges that you're just like, oh, mm. yeah, push yeah. through this. What is, what is that about? This the, lethargy. The or, your heels. Why yeah. So, it's why like, well, like you're that? just like an enemy to ourselves. We're, is, we're our worst enemy in, in that do, respect. Do you think American people are like that? Or they're like, hey man, I got to do my podcast. Yippee. I think, yeah, especially in the West Coast. They're like that, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, but we're all, all little ghosts, mate. Goes, yeah, no, it's the person who's opposite when they open or close their right, door, okay. You know why? They're, right. they're not closing it delicately, they're not being delicate, they're not being delicate. They mate. need to just chill, they need to chill, they need to they really not, just look to... at themselves and do the inner work, take some or take some hallucinogenics, or come to me and we will go to the park and then do the 30 30 30. Do the 30 30 30 30 30 30 by Will Robbins. Hey, I'm Will Robbins, yeah, I'm gonna be a, a, a spiritual guru guider. Those stuff, no, but it's it's all good. It is. Uh, I mean, it's it's clearly good because it's working for you. Yeah, I feel feel pretty good most days. Yeah, that's great, man. I also wanted to ask you what your your writing process for the sketches are. It's it's scrappy. Okay. So, me and Ben have discovered we can't write a script. We we okay. can't do it word for word. Yeah. Also, with the sketches, it's different. It's it's it's, it's literally one idea. Yeah. And then it's repeated. Yeah. A few times throughout the sketch. That is the format. We're working with for Instagram. That's that works. It needs to, it it needs to be short, snappy, and fast. There's there's barely a storyline. It's one simple idea. So the latest sketch is, um, uh, the idea is uh, Ben and Willa are terrible with the ladies. So it'll be so it'll, be, it'll just be like me saying to Ben, no, it's, it's, it's like Ben going, oh, I'm killing it with the ladies at the moment. I'm just having so many dates, and I go. Oh, that, that girl over there is giving you the eye, and he just faints. Just faints. Oh, I like. Good. And then it's yeah. that repeated. Okay. So Ben says to me, "Oh, will Sarah's single again?" Yeah. Faint. And oh, well, there's gonna be loads of um, single girls at this barbecue. Yeah. You, so it's like you've got the device, yeah. and then you find you find whatever the device is, and then you repeat the device. You repeat, heighten it. Yeah. You're repeating. Boom, and then you got your your sort of like punchline at it, the end. It, exactly. It's one simple idea, and we just just. Repeat it. And do you do you improvise the lines or are they yeah, scripted? Yeah, um, pretty much improvised. Yeah, so you're playing to your strengths and it's fun. Yeah, it's fun and um, we're, we're learning that dialogue on Instagram is just fucking scrap it as much as you can. Really? Just just, just the, the, the shortest possible inline to yeah. the gag because, you know, everyone's just scrolling normally on silence on their phone. Yeah. No video, no sound, sorry. It's um, got to be visual. So keep it visual. We put subtitles on it, um, and yeah, just just ease off the dialogue, bruh. Yeah, because it's you know. But what with what I want to do now, because some of the characters are really good and people are liking them, just expand on them a bit more. Yeah, do some longer form stuff. As in on on different platforms. As in probably YouTube. Yeah, just just yeah. just kind of go into the characters a bit more. 
like or expand on the sketches a bit more but yeah. yeah so we yeah we don't write a script and it's just us two you know it's, and we film it on our phone it's very slapdash yeah but that's great that's yeah. how it should be yeah it's not like it doesn't need to be a high you know, I just, I've always been like a sucker for doing high production yeah. value stuff but what that means is it takes ages and mm. it can it can be expensive as well yeah and it's frustrating nowadays you know to say if someone puts a lot of time and effort into a, a minute and a half long sketch mm. to get I know everyone's just obsessed with views now, but then, and then you've got some dickhead on TikTok who is filming his big toes screaming or whatever it is, mm. and it's got a million views, mm. and it's six seconds long. I know, it's crazy, It's right? quite uh, demoralizing. Yeah, yeah, it can be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some 12-year-old's got like 12 million followers, you're like, all oh, right, yeah, and that's just for doing a dance, oh, doing a dance on TikTok. You're saying you didn't like my big toe sketch? <laughs> yeah your big toe sketches hell yeah hell. <laughs> yeah all right man well look this has been a uh, a fun time chat it's been good bro. um i'm gonna finish off the question i ask all the guests we've kind of covered it and this yeah. does happen sometimes okay. but i'm still gonna ask it to you oh actually no before i ask you that yeah. there was a one question any books that you've read that have had a massive impact you on you over over your lifetime will yeah um grayson perry uh what's it called he wrote a book called the the demise of men. Okay, it's just about top, uh, masculinity in general and how it needs to be looked at. Okay, and let's be honest, like there's a serious issue with males at the moment. Like, um, it's an incredible book, and it's that is what I want to do: stand up about masculinity, toxic masculinity. You know, ninety percent of all crime is done by males. Something's wrong here. Yeah, like, it needs to be looked at. That is a great book. Uh, another book called The Re- Rewired Brain. Okay. Just about sort of rewiring your brain to do good good habits. Uh, yeah, those two books. Okay, awesome. And uh, yeah, final question. Yeah. What does the idea of balance mean to you or not? Balance, yeah, everything in balance. What, say it again. <laughs> what, what does the idea of balance mean to you? And I say or not, just in case you're like, if you've had a U-turn yeah. and you're just like, fuck that shit. Yeah, balance is, is, is great. You need balance. I, I need balance, you know, do, you know, do look after your body and be disciplined, but then also, you know, have a blowout as well when you want, you when, it, you, when yeah. you're hunting. You know, have a giggle, don't, don't be too hard on yourself, bro. Yeah. Don't, like, give yourself 30 lashes because you had a Mars bar the other day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, balance, need, needed need everywhere. Wicked. All right, man. Where can uh, people find out about uh, you and the sketches that you and Ben Cohen do? Instagram, let's keep it simple. Cool. W- Willie Robbins, uh, at Willie Robbins, Willie with a Y, yep. Robbins double B. Wicked. All right, man. Great chat. Cheers, Steve. Perfect. And Will Robbins in the building, a.k.a. Real Robbins. It's not, it's not really a thing. I just, just came up with it. I might have called him it once. Maybe it'll become a thing. Who knows? Let's see. Really enjoyed chatting to Will. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. As always, if you do, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends, all the fun stuff. I'm actually going away uh, this week now till the end of August. As I mentioned in uh, the last episode, at the end of the last episode, I'm braving it. I'm going to Italy and then uh, Greece. I'm trying to line up another episode or I I did have another episode lined up for yesterday but unfortunately we had to rearrange and the guest is Rosie Holt if you've seen some of her sketches on Twitter you'll know she's super funny so I'm actually thinking hopefully I maybe I might be able to do it while I'm away because I'm actually recording I usually record the episode all the episodes with this blue yeti mic geek chat but these bits now not the episode itself but like the intro and the outro etc i'm doing via my mac because i can't seem to get the mic working and it seems like the audio quality is okay so if that's the case because i don't want to i don't want to just like carry around the mic with me while i'm on holiday it's a big old thing i mean it's not that big but just can't be asked to bring it basically no need to tell you all this but you know i'm just being transparent just being transparent so if i can arrange it with rosie then hopefully we won't miss a week's episode during my vacation. But if that isn't possible, then we might be one week short. But hey, we've got a big back catalogue now, guys. So go through the back catalogue, listen to some of the old episodes. There's some really great, interesting 
fun creative inspiring guests so do go and check them out cool so until next time see you later balancing acts is made in association with the comedy crowd who support independent comedy creators they showcase the best new videos on comedycrowdtv.com and across media platforms They support independent comedy creators and showcase the best new videos, including adult animation, sketch shows, web series, viral hits, and lots more. So if you're a creator, then do check them out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.